0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. And 51551, as you know, is our text number. Anne Marianne, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. You contact us about your darling daughter, Rachel, who's 22 next week, and the circumstances uh, your family find yourself in. Um, Tell us about it, Anne. Um, Well, the care of the lands for Rachel was cut off in uh, May of this year. Um, There was a review done and um, I heard back then that I was no longer entitled to the care of the lands. And um, I went and sent it for appeal and um, that came back um, just last week and Mm -hmm. they have said the care of the lands is going to be six euro. Oh my gosh, it wasn't even, that, that wouldn't even pay for the letter and the stamp. I know, uh, yeah, it's true. And, and, yeah. and why does Rachel need, need full-time caring? Um, Rachel was born um, in Port Leach in 2001 mm-hmm. and um, she never hit any of her milestones when okay. I brought her home and I knew something was wrong. And at the time, there was an early intervention team and um, we took her there and they sent her to Crumlin. And in Crumlin, they diagnosed her with having a very rare syndrome called Floating Harbour Syndrome. And what, is, what care does that That, that means that Rachel is need, needs to be washed, changed, fed, everything done for her. She can't do anything for herself. So it's 24-7? Absolutely, 24-7, every Three, day Three, six, week. five, yeah. That's it, yeah, absolutely. And I mean... I just think it's so unfair that I'm penalised because my husband is out working and I'm the one staying at home and like providing like a service mm-hmm. and I suppose I never looked at it in that, I know that. I know in that, that. regard like because she was my own but it, it is very true like you are providing a service and um, if she was to be looked after anywhere else which of course we don't want her to be at all yeah, um, cost, like yeah. it would cost yeah. it would cost a lot of money um, so, so, um, so uh, uh, did they, they're saying your carers allowance would be six euro per week? It'd be six euros per week, six euros per week, because it's a means test of payment, and that is that is what with what Aidan and my husband earns, that is what we mm-hmm. are going. I am going to get as the carers allowance. So, so like, I mean, it's just so it's just so unfair because, I mean, like. You're penalised. I can't go out to work to earn my own living. Like, yeah. And I am penalised because I have to stay home with Rachel and take care of her. And you're looking, I'm sure, I know Rachel is very beautiful, but you're looking at, sure, uh, I'm sure, at other 22-year-olds going about Absolutely. their Absolutely, they're out there. They're earning, I have a niece. She's gone to college. She's out, you know, doing her thing, mm-hmm. seeing the world. Like, and Rachel will never be able to do that. Like, she's going to be at home with us for the rest of her life and needing that complex care every day mm-hmm. for the rest of her life. And that is the reality of it. And the state has decided that that complex care you, you will be giving every day, 24-7, yep. 365, re- repeating, yep. is worth 85 cents a day. And that's it. Six that's euro what a week. Down to. Yeah, six euros a week. And I was like, it was just like, it was a sick joke when that came true to me in the letterbox. And I mean, I never, I never kind of, I suppose, ever looked for anything outside of that. Like, you got, mm-hmm. it wasn't a lot, but it was, it was some recognition for, for, for looking after her. But to get six euros a week, that was that was the insult. It wasn't then even about the money anymore. Yeah, it was yeah, about yeah, yeah. it was about the insult of that, and of course for everybody else that is doing the same thing as I'm doing, and that same thing is happening to them. Even even if they said, and I know it's means tested. Yeah, it but is I'm a sure. But like, um, but I'm sure your husband is out looking after your yacht and your holiday home in Portugal, Florida. <laughs> He's yes. definitely not like he works. He works. He's in Dublin most of the time. His job takes him to Dublin, yeah. and he's working. He leaves the house. So we live in Offaly. He leaves the house at half five. He yeah. wasn't home several evenings this week t- till eight o'clock because oh, traffic come now. Dublin is be horrendous. Oh, horrific. But he is a yeah. hard worker. That's my point. For for the state to turn around and say, for the state to turn around and say, your family 
is uh, yeah. is only worthy of six euro per week yeah. to help yeah. you with all the extra expenses apart from yeah. apart yeah. from the the work and the, and which I know you wouldn't you you, you wouldn't do anything else but all no, the extra absolutely. all the extra expenses the yeah. the state is saying and and the work your your husband does and the hard yeah. work half five every morning eight o'clock at yeah. night back from Dublin um, yeah. that's that's you were so wealthy. Yeah, we're so we are so, we're so well dripping off, like, in it. Yeah, we're yeah. It's just it's dripping out. Of us. We yeah. have it under the mattress. We have it everywhere. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, as well, it, it's just the dead nuts on the income that's brought into the house. Like you can have savings, but it just is. It just is the means that you bring into yeah. the house, and it's not even gross pay. It's it's not even net pay. It's done in gross pay, so it's not even money that you ever actually have. Yeah, this this is before tax. Shocking. This is grow on gross pay, Shocking. and um, like we had to buy wheelchair cars. You know, you have expenses yeah. that another twenty-two-year-old or another child that you'd have would you would not have those expenses, and that uh, is the reality. Of and that, when the, when the know? state told you last week that you were so wealthy. Mm-hmm. That you're only worthy uh, to look after, darling Rachel, twenty mm-hmm. who's twenty two years of age, of six euro per week. Yeah. Did they yeah. did they state on the letter? Please ensure that this letter gets to Mrs. Anne Murray. Do not leave it with the butler or any of her staff. No, no, there was, there do was not, none of that. Actually, do not, the... do, do not leave it at the security <laughs> hut uh, down at the gate on their massive estate. Broken post box that's yeah. hanging off the wall, and I suppose if I knew what was in it, I probably would have just left it in the post box yeah. because it really is. It was just, it was just for thrown into the fire then because that is, an it insult. was just an insult. Yeah, I suppose that now, is. Do you, now, do, do, do you? Does one? Does Rachel get a little break at all, or do you get a little break at all, or your husband? We got, we got four nights of respite. Last year, for her first time, she went to respite last year for her first time. Yeah. And um, that is a complete fight as well, because the service yeah, never yeah, comes yeah. to you. You go to the service and you could ask for a night, but you could be told that night isn't available or whatever. And then there's not no alternative offer to you, so you're just left. That you keep asking and repeatedly ask and it's then it becomes, I suppose, it becomes another job that you're just sometimes just don't bother following up, you know? Yeah, or you have to, as we discovered year after year in this programme, you have to, in your position, carers, yeah. among others, parents like yourself, have to fight for everything. Everything. and Everything. Like, uh, I would be very good at fighting for stuff yeah. and looking for stuff, but it becomes that it's just the fight sometimes it's not worth the headspace that you're putting into it. It takes your time from caring for Rachel. It takes your time mm-hmm. from just your own, just general mm-hmm. life. Like, And I mean, that can wear you down and does wear people down. And then they end up like with all sorts of other problems yeah. to deal with for themselves as well. And the last thing... The last thing Rachel needs is a, a mum and dad now that she's yeah, in her twenties like who are who are unwell. Oh, that's it, and you're wore down. Like, and I mean that that definitely is what it does to people. It wears you down. That you have very little energy, or you know, left. And I mean, you have to be on on top of things. Like when you're looking after Rachel, like I mean, you can't even really you can't afford to get sick, and that's. And how did you manage during the pandemic? Um, well, she was at home all the time. Just, you know, me and we didn't, that's it. We just didn't really go out anywhere at all. She, we were just there. We used to go out for a drive in the car and kind of, I suppose, we weren't the only ones that were doing it. Like, I mean, it, that was a difficult time for everybody. But, yeah, we didn't didn't go out. Just kind mm. of, you know, kept kept to ourselves. So, um, but yeah, it's like I mean, it's full time. You're full time. You know, thinking about her, looking after mm-hmm. her, feeding her, changing her. It's 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 every day, and 
she she needs it. Like she wouldn't survive if somebody didn't care for her, and that's the reality. That's the bleak reality. That is the bleak reality. Rachel would not survive unless she has somebody to look after, and I want that, of course, to be me as course, best yeah. I can. As, as yeah, not a, and not everyone, and we understand as well, Anne. Not everyone can do that, unfortunately. Oh no, there's you know, there's the there's the law burdens, people yeah, yeah. that can't do it because. I mean, like, and she is so good. Like, Rachel is so good, and she's so healthy. She's she's very seldom sick. Right. I right. mean, but at the same time, she needs, you know, change and feeding. She can't do any of those things herself. Okay. And how does she pass so. pass? How did the two of you, Anne and DJ, how do, how does your day work out? I know a lot of it is physical work. A lot of it is physical work. A lot of it is physical work. She goes to her day service from half ten to half three. So she has those few hours and I have those few hours. And she really, really enjoys that. And it's great Great, because she needs that to get out of the house and be social and get out and see people instead of me and her just looking at one another all the time. And then, like, she's back and it just starts starts again. And that's it, you know. So, but that... It's it's the work that goes into it. It's not being able to go out and get a job for myself and earn my own money and all the things that you give up to care for somebody at home. And home care is, the most of the time, it's where people want to keep their person mm-hmm. at home mm-hmm. and care for them there. And are able, be, and are able, you know, they might come a time physically yeah. and, and health-wise. Now the, the the we've got from and and it's this is not the fault of the department. This is this is a government decision. There 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 are weekly income disregards. They're called income disregards. Yeah. What a Disregard, beautiful phrase. That's it, yeah. Um, that determine how much you should get, and they will go up next June again. That's it. Next June. And that's yeah, part of the yeah. budget last October, and the that's increases it, yeah. it increases nearly a year away. This, that's but the petrol and the diesel and the drink and the cigarettes went up that night. I they think, went guarantee. up straight away, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the property tax or whatever, well, that's locally Everything decided. went up. But anyway, they, they, yeah. d- d- it's not a beautiful word, the disregards. <laughs> yeah, the disregards, yeah, the disregards. So, I mean, and the thing, they're, abs- they're absolutely doing you a favour by having that, that yeah, but disregard. I'm, but I'm, you when, when you say you got a letter which deeply insulted you, saying you were, you mm-hmm. were worthy of state help of six euro a six week euros, yeah. to look after yeah. your 22 year old beautiful daughter who has such uh, a, a special and a long list of needs. Yeah. Um, I suspect when you say it, Anne, that there's, is there people in the country who've got a letter saying you're entitled to a euro a week? Absolutely. I, there, I, I would, I 100% think there is. And there's people that like would be just get zero and have no yeah, qualms yeah. about sending out those letters because the people that send out the letters, they're doing a job, 100% understand that, but they do not understand what is the letters that they're sending yeah. out to the people, what they are doing, what they have to do on a daily basis. And if they want to, I know they say limited resources, etc., etc., but even if, if that cruelty could be taken out of the system where they'd say everyone who's entitled, you're entitled to a carer's mm-hmm. allowance. They're yep. not denying that. But everyone who's entitled, we, we have to, OK, let, let's argue that they say we have to keep the means test. But that right. everyone who's entitled to a carer's allowance before the means test, we will guarantee that they get 50, 100, everyone who yep. gets 100 yep. euro and then... Then no, it should be more than that. But then the the means test kicks in if kicks they. In. Yeah. But to send in, yeah, someone yeah. a, 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 a letter for six euro, and like I mean, there would be people that I'm sure there's people yeah. that got letters for yeah, like for a euro. I'm sure there is, like you know, because it, it it's just the way the the figures work out that they only do yeah. those figures to see nothing else, only the figures. The computer says six euro. The computer says six euro, and like I mean, the the appeals went on for so long. Like I didn't realise when I sent it back in May that it sat on someone's desk for two months until it was given out to a deciding officer around the country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I didn't realise that I just sat there for that length of time till it was given to somebody to go through. Yeah. I mean, that part of it was very hard to understand. Oh, Anne. Uh, what's Christmas like? What What's the routine? Oh, Christmas is like, I mean, I wouldn't be a huge Christmas person, but like Christmas mm-hmm. is a lovely time of year. I like Christmas. A lot of stuff goes on like that. Like we wouldn't obviously be able to do or whatever. But like, yeah. I mean, we keep it simple. She loves going out for a walk. She loves going out. We have a farm, a home, a few cattle and stuff. Oh, so great. we yeah, go yeah. up, potter around there. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We just do them things. But like, stay away from like, you know, crowded areas and all those kinds yeah, of places yeah, as yeah. well. Okay, and kind regards, and um, you've you've said it so strongly and so well, and reminding people that you have to advocate, fight, campaign for everything Absolutely. when you're in that position. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you have to, and you lobby, like I've lobbied all my local TDs. Um, I've done all that. I'm lobbying anybody that I can to not just change it for me. This has to be changed for everybody in my situation because it has to be on a needs-based payment not means like means that's mm. no good like i mean the the carer whoever it is is not able to go out and earn a living for themselves yeah yeah and that is the reality of okay it. Uh, thank you so much for contacting love us you, uh, love uh, to talk uh, to likewise you. it's a privilege to talk to you a privilege thank, and thank ki- you so kind regards to you uh, and Rachel and in, indeed your husband by the way I'm just you would have heard at the end of the one o'clock news there this uh, unclaimed lottery prize of one million and five hundred euro one million it was bought on Saturday the 19th of August okay in Williams and Moore in Centra in Emmy Vale in County Monaghan okay Saturday, the 19th of August, uh, William Ramorne Centre in Emmy Vale, Emmy Vale, County, County Monaghan. Now, uh, people contact us just, just as Anne was speaking there, saying, uh, is the, where the charity, lotto, money. Um, since the new contract was given out by the state, unclaimed lottery winnings do not go into the prize fund. You see, you didn't know that, but I did. Do not go into the prize fund they go, wait for it, back to, uh, they, they will go to promote the National Lottery. To promote the National Lottery. Now, I don't know what that means. Does it mean ads, marketing, umbrellas, freebies, parties, to promote the National Lottery. So would somebody please claim that money today? One million, Emmyvale, August 19th. Please ask people, were you travelling through? Were you going to Northern Ireland? I'm told you have until midnight to claim it. Please, Emmyvale, the middle of August, August the 19th. Were you travelling through Emmy Vale on that day? Did you buy a lotto ticket? Can you find it? Can you find it, please? It's worth a million. If you don't find it and it's unclaimed, it doesn't go into the draw next week or the following week for the hard-pressed lotto players. It actually goes back to headquarters. Okay? Joe at RTE. Punk IE. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Richard Nisbet. Richard, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? Now, please remember, Richard, before you launch into your campaign, that this programme needs advertising. Our ad breaks are full, thankfully. Thankfully. Yes. But we need the advertising. But you have... But this shows how... How forgiving we are. You want to complain about an ad that's on RT Radio 1, including Live Now. What is the ad? Uh, the ad is for a Volkswagen car. Okay. And um, what they do is they toot a horn about five times during the ad. Okay. And uh, when I f- first heard it, I thought there was so- I was driving the car okay. in-, in Wexford Town. Okay. And I was more con- concentrating on the on the driving rather than with the radio. Yeah. And then I heard this toot, you see, and I thought somebody behind me was uh, blowing the horn at me. And then it happened again. And I said, what the hell is going on, like, you know? And okay. um, I, I sort of realised that it, uh, it was on the radio. It was actually part of the ad. And you, you felt distracted. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I said, that, what, what, what the hell is going on here, you know? What? And it, it caught, me, caught me unawares, like, and then when I realised, I heard the, the, 
it again sometime later. I said, that, that's on the bloody ad, you know. Let's hear the ad. Uh, we, won't, we won't play the whole ad. You can't afford to miss the unmissable sales event at Volkswagen retailers between November 10th and 20th with percent finance available on every Volkswagen model. That's percent on Polo and Golf, percent on our <laughs> T-Rock and Tiguan SUVs, and that, percent on that sound like you? It sounds like a fella behind me giving out. Exactly. That's exactly I'm not what doing that. What are you me? giving out to me? I'm not doing anything. Yes, that's, that's I, did, I know I, the feeling. I did look around and everything like that, and there was no sign of anything. But it, it was just that was the first time I heard it, you know. And I thought it was a bit distracting, and certainly for <laughs> any young drivers who you've just qualified, yeah, or yeah. maybe you know they wouldn't have the radio well, on. First of all, I know, I know it doesn't apply here, but I. Uh, I wouldn't uh, if we, even when I see cyclists that I know and I see a lot of them Liam Collins from the Sunday Indos always cycling around Sandy Mount I always and I know yeah. him and um, I, I, I told him recently I would never beep you to say hello Liam, be- Liam because you're on a bike and people yeah. get people get a fright when, well, when somebody beeps them yeah I mean I, I would sometimes listen uh, I'd have the radio on now uh, at home here okay and you know, sometimes, you know, you hear the ad and I thought maybe there was somebody outside bipping the horn, as you might do. A fellow might call to the house and bip the horn, you know. But does it need, let's hear it again, Tommy. Does it need the horn? No. Let's listen to it. ...to miss the unmissable yeah. sales event at Volkswagen Retailers oh, between okay, November 10th and 20th with percent finance available on every Volkswagen model. That's percent on Polo and Golf, percent on our T-Rock and Tiguan what's SUVs... What's the horn mean? ...and Zero. percent on our all-electric ID range. See what's behind the... I don't know, it's just alerting you to the back about the car. Yeah, okay. Okay. But I mean, as I say, I could... And we also want to say there are other electric cars available. We have to be fair here, Richard. There are electric cars available from Ford, Kia, uh, Hyundai, oh. Suzuki, uh, Skoda. Uh, have, have, if I don't mention them all, I'd be in terrible... Uh, build, oh, I'm not, I'm not BYD, to, 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 BYD, MG. Um, I just have to mention all the... They'd, they'd be killing here. Oh, killing my God. Here. To mention all the EV cars. Uh, my yeah. lesson. Okay, Volkswagen, get rid of the horn. Get rid of the horn, yeah. Okay. Anything else? But you're saying... Well, but hang on, I'm Richard, not, Richard. How can that's you, me. How can it distract you in the house? Well, you think there's somebody outside bipping the horn. Or trying to trying to get your attention. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. now that I've heard it so often, like it doesn't bother me because I okay, know it's know. part of the ad. But, but there's but another ad. Got, another ad has a mobile phone ringing. Yeah. And that, then you start looking for. Well, hopefully you have a hands free. But um, anyway. Anyway, but as I say, well, we, I think I, I think uh, uh, having a mobile phone ring is not too bad. But when you're, if, especially if you're driving in traffic, uh, and there's a you know a few cars behind you or whatever, okay. and you hear this ad, you know you're concentrating on the driving. You say, who, as you said yourself, who's that beeping behind me? You know. Okay. And uh, by the way, uh, right? well, what is Richard? What has this got to do with anything? If I were easily distracted, I suppose I asked you a question, I suppose, are you easily yeah. distracted? But the line I have here, if I were easily distracted, I would be distracted by the pheasants shooting in the fields. What's that about? Oh, a researcher asked me about was they, was they <laughs> sort of, uh, were they on edge, like, you know, was they easily startled? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I, you have I'm a nervous disposition. I don't. <laughs> I know that. I, if, you, if you're around where I live, and I'm actually in, in the in the rural, in the countryside, um, uh, at the weekend, the November the 1st was the open season for pheasant shooting, you know. Yeah. And there'll be fellas firing guns off here oh, good around luck. the place on a Saturday and Sunday. Well, they're shooting the uh, pheasant. They're actually shooting, shooting. them dead. Yes. Oh, and that starts November. The that's, November. Oh, that started three weeks ago. Yeah. But okay. the, the lads go out at the weekend, like, and, and they get one okay. or two pheasants or whatever. But uh, that noise wouldn't bother me yeah, at all, yes. and that's okay. much louder now, than... R- Richard, what part of the country are you? Not, you're not near Emmy Vale. Have you been in Emmy Vale last August, on August the 19th? Did you buy a lottery no. ticket in the shop? No, you know, I, buy, so... I buy my lottery tickets in, in PJ Murphy's Kilmore. Kil- so Kilmore the well, there's south. a Kilmore in Dublin there's a Kilmore in Wexford well, there's a Kilmore in Waterford there's a Kilmore in Clare I'm very, close, Kilmore. I'm very close to Kilmore Key ah know it. of course it's a beautiful Kil- Kilmore so, Key um, yeah. and were you aware 
that if this if this one million and fifty euro is not claimed by midnight tonight, Emmy Vale, August nineteenth, if it's not claimed by, it goes back. It doesn't go into the prize fund, even though it was well, could a prize. I, could, I, could, could I say then, Emmy Vale? That's a bit of a lame duck, isn't it? Ah, Silverhill Duckling, great yeah. company. What is it? Hang on, hang on. That's a good. I I know workers from Silverhill Duckling are a brilliant, brilliant company, and they're on both Mm. sides, a family company, and they're both sides of the border. And the duck you invariably, every duck sold in Chinatown in London comes from Emmy Vale, and they invent that they they bred a duck that's called Royal London. Okay, and specifically bred by Emmy Vale for the needs of the restaurants, Singapore, Shanghai, London, Royal London is is the duck and it's from Emmy Vale. But I heard an interview now that you mentioned, I heard an interview, I think it was on the business, that wonderful Saturday morning programme about two years ago where Emmy Vale were trying to get employees and they have employees. I think the, the ducks are born in the north. And then they're 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 reared in the south. It's all round. It's, it's nothing to do with any yeah. just a, just the geography of it. But uh, they were saying they're going to have to build homes for their workers because their workers were coming from abroad. So have you uh, calling Silverhill Duckling? Have you an internal system, a WhatsApp system, or whatever for all your employees, where you could send it out to them now? Did any of our employees on August the nineteenth? It was a Saturday. On Saturday, the August the 19th, did any of you buy a lotto ticket at Emmy Vale and forget about it? Yeah. Okay. We've sort of gone off the subject. I know that, but that's a live line. That's Patrick. (laughs) Patrick. Patrick. Okay. Okay. Stay with us, Richard. Don't be going on me now. Do you recognise this horn, Patrick? He may. He called me, Joe. Patrick, yes. Yeah, I do. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I yeah, I was pulling into, I was going into uh, Tesco and Wicklow there about twenty minutes ago, and I was in the filter lane, and the bloody thing, and I frightened the living daylights out of me, and I said, "What the hell?" I know, totally agree with that man. Okay, and do you think they should remove the horn? And I don't mind. No, if I, I've heard it a few d- times d- at home, all right, and it didn't bother me. But just when you're concentrated on traffic, yeah, and next, yeah. next minute you hear it. And as so the phrase, it should be it should be a dehorn, don't you? Dehorn a ball or whatever at be times. <laughs> okay, exactly. Okay, okay. So, so Richard, you are not alone. Oh, I wouldn't think so. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. Patrick, you're in Bray, so you're not near Emmy well, Vale. I, I, I tell you what, I tell you what, Joe. I'll, I'll have to go now because there's somebody okay. bipping the horn outside. Ah. <laughs> nice talking to Good you. Good luck. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And uh, the, the calls, as you heard on um, Wednesday about migraine, were um, very, very, um, one, enlightening, but devastating as well, what people are going through. Pat Morrissey, Pat, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? I mentioned on Wednesday about the all our calls yeah. and the calls that were stacked and coming in were all from women, but your, grands, your grandson... Yes. And how long has he Adam. been suffering? Adam is 14 now and he's been suffering about five years. Mm-hmm. And um, it just comes on him very quickly. Okay. Um, he loses all his colour and he gets very sick, vomiting. Wow. Now, um, she's brought him, obviously, to the... Um, the a new a neuros yeah a neuros a neurologist or whatever yeah, neuro, yeah, yeah yeah and he has glasses for school and all that sort of thing but it's still going on. Um, I did suffer with um, mm-hmm. with migraine when I was young, okay. and it was hormonal with me because when I was pregnant I didn't have it and. Yeah. Um, when I got older, I didn't get them. But um, he's a very active young man. He plays okay. squash for Ireland. They're in Dublin, actually, this weekend. He plays football. Brilliant. And it, he doesn't get these headaches, an anxious headache before any of the games. Okay. It just comes on him. He could be sitting at home at the kitchen table. So she's eliminated as many things as she can, but it doesn't seem to make any difference. 
And as you yeah. say, if he's playing squash for Ireland, which is brilliant, Adam, brilliant, mm-hmm. th- that would mm-hmm. be when you're about to play for your country, you're nervous beforehand. And as we heard yeah. from a lot of people on Wednesday, one of the triggers was stress. So that, so that's not yeah. a trigger. No, not with him. Okay. It's, it's extraordinary. No, he's a very calm, calm young mm. man and very calm before his games and everything. He's a great kid. Um, it just suddenly manifests itself. And has he, I mean, has he, Pat, has he described his pain or does yeah. he need to, to okay. Yeah, it, it's a shooting pain in one of, his, either of his temples. And he's had scans and all that sort of thing. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing sinister there, you know. But they are, but de- he, they are debilitating pain. Oh, desperate. I mean, when I was young, when I was getting them, I would tie things around my head to try and stop the pain. Oh, God. And then when I met my husband, he used to drive me to Cork. He, there was an acupuncturist there, Mr. Mm-hmm. Murphy. He was the only one in Ireland at the time. But as I said, with me, it's hormonal. With Adam, it can't be because yeah, he's, it's, he's 40 now and it's going yeah. on five years, oh, I would five think. Five years. Yeah. And you said mm. he changes colour. Oh, he goes green. Green. And then you know he's going to get sick wherever he is. He just, that's it. You know? And but once, yes. once he gets sick and he lies down, he could yes. be better within an hour, literally. Great, great, great. You know? But still, but it's very it would, debilitating for, uh, for, for and, anybody. And, and no reason. No reason. Found so no. far. No. no. Okay, stay, stay, everywhere. stay with us, Pat. Uh, Joe at RT.ie, 51551. Yeah. Is our okay. text number on 0818715815. Bear Kinsler, Bear, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. Your migraine story. Um, mine started when I was probably eight or nine, and I'd had it for years. I'm 53 now. And it got so bad that I would be throwing up, and I could relate to the lady that was on on Wednesday that used to lie down on the cold tiles yeah, and yeah, that. Yeah. Um, it was so bad, like my eye would feel like it was going to pop out of its head. It was really, really bad. So I kind of, uh, after having one bad episode where we had to call the doctor out at two o'clock in the morning and I was vomiting and everything with it, I said, I'm going to get this looked into no matter what cost. So I went to a private hospital and I had every test under the sun done. I spent mm. over 4000 doing it and uh, they diagnosed chronic migraine, which I already knew and yeah. They prescribed the exact same medication as they'd always been prescribing all through the years. So when I was on my way back up from the hospital, I rang my twin brother who also suffers um, with okay. migraine. Okay. And he said, I told him how much I'd spent and he just said, you're mad. Pull in uh, in Carlo and go into V, I think it's V2, it's um, a piercing parlour in Carlo. And he said, mm. get your dice, um, it's your inner ear mm-hmm. piercing. And he said he'd had it done and it had worked. And he told me that my niece had also had it done and it worked for her. So I went into the, the piercing. It didn't it cost 35 euros. So big difference between that and the hospital. So you're saying it's, a, hang on, you're saying it's a piercing they do anyway. Yes, it's, it's piercing. It, it, it's, it's a cosmetic, it's, it's a cosmetic piercing. It's not illegal or anything. It's not unusual. But it's a piercing they do anyway. It, it's a person... Anyone can, go, anyone can go in and get it. You don't need a letter from anyone, your doctor. Yeah, okay. anyone can go in can okay. go in and get it. It's called a D-A-I-T-H. That's the part of the year that you get pierced. It costs 35 euros. And I went along and had it done. And of course, I was saying, oh, here's another yeah, fad yeah. or whatever. But um, I had that piercing in for two years and had never had a migraine since. And okay. then I had to go back for an MRI... Um, in uh, Vincent's uh, for a totally different thing it's the okay. breast exam and when I was up having the MRI they told me the piercing would have to come out because it was a silver piercing it wasn't gold so I said that's okay. alright okay. so we removed the, the piercing mm. and um, straight away the migraines were back so I went down to well, Kilkenny well, and Bear, I had another Bear, piercing Okay Bear when yep. you say straight away how soon after you had to well, within, within a couple of days Okay Within a couple of days, they were back. So I went, um, I went and I purchased uh, um, a gold ring instead. This time, I had that put in because there's no issues with MRIs or anything if, you, if it's gold, not silver. And to this day, like my work colleague will testify because every morning I used to come in with a splitting headache. I was sick all the time. Mm-hmm. 
couldn't concentrate on work the whole lot. But I've, I think I've had one migraine since I had the piercing done initially four years ago. Wow. It might work for everybody, Joe, but it's well, it worked. Well, it's interesting it worked for you and your brother, your twin brother. Yeah. And my niece as well. Okay, yeah. within the family. Within and, the family. And when you, when you were getting your ear pierced, um, mm-hmm. did you say to the piercer, by the way, have you ever heard of anyone getting their ear pierced for migraine? Yes, uh, I did. I went in and I just told him what I wanted it for. And he said, yes, it's a, a common one. We get a lot of okay. people coming in for And did you, did you say to him or her, Okay, I know you do this every day. You don't need um, um, license or whatever. But did you say to him or her, like, are there any side effects of, of getting your inner ear pierced? Can, um, can, you, do, can you do any damage? <laughs> no, I don't okay, think so. That's right, um, he yeah. went through the, the procedure with me and it took less than two minutes to have it done. He's okay. very professional. And um, it was just amazing the difference that it and made how, to me. I'm sorry, this is such a trivial question, but I'm, I, as you say, Bear, so many people get it done. Why do people get it done who, in your case, you were hoping almost for a miracle and you got it because your brother uh, worked for your brother, so you were hoping for a miracle. Why do people get their inner ear pierced for cosmetic reasons? What does it look like? Um, do you follow me? Uh, yeah, there is, you can just Google it there, Joe, and you, it'll come up. It'll show you exactly where the piercing is placed. It's at the top of your inner ear. You know, this little mm-hmm. fleshy bit that kind of attaches your ear to your skull, I suppose. And um, it looks quite nice. It's, uh, I was thinking at my age, I was a little bit, whatever, getting it done. But it's actually quite lovely. Um, you can get beautiful piercings now. But not even, it wasn't for okay. the vanity so, so side of things. It was purely for... The medical reason that I got mine done, and he said yes. He had numerous people who was coming in to get it done, and uh, happy okay. days. You know, it mightn't, as like so, I said, yourself, it mightn't work for everybody, but it certainly works for me. Okay. And my doctor actually um, has told some of our clients about it to, to go and try it. So, okay. can I interrupt, Joe? Yes, of course you can. Pat. I'm just wondering. I can't figure out what the lady said. Where exactly you get the piercing? Okay. I don't know if the school where Adam goes would object ah. to it. I don't know. Okay, well, well, we'll we'll try and explain where the piercing goes. Yeah, if you please. put your hand on your ear now, as I am, yeah, and you do, do the it. outer, the outer over, yeah. begin at the top, and you you move your finger down to the yeah. bottom of your ear, your earlobe, which which is where most earrings yeah. go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah you then go yeah. inside that rim of the uh, of the ear. Okay. okay. And then you have that kind of knuckly part. Okay. Yeah. And then you yeah. go to the to the spot where you would be. You don't put. It's not where you put your finger in your ear. If you go to the, right. you're going in again. You've gone from yeah. the outer earlobe to the ridge, yeah. and now you've dropped another level again. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And at that yeah. spot, if you bring, if you come around the top of your earlobe again, okay, and your uh-huh. earlobe from the top circles back into your ear, and just yeah. when it circles back into your ear, there's a, there's a knuckle there, so to speak, and a, a circular yeah. earring goes in there. Am I correct? Bear. Um, you'd start with a stud first, Joe. Oh, you start with a stud, okay. Yeah, just the very yeah. same as you would if you were having a first piercing. But it's totally... No, the point is, I have my finger on there. It is totally visible. It's not... It's not. When people hear inner ear, they might think, oh, God. No, yeah. it's, it's that. It's that. If you think think of the top of your ear as as a clock and the top of your ear is uh, 12 o'clock, the, you walk come around to 3 o'clock and then you go to around four o'clock, and that that strip there, where it's be- actually it's a beautiful um, it's a beautiful part of the anatomy. That strip there that that disappears into the inner rim, that little uh, forearm there, that's where it goes. That's so where it goes. So it's specifically that procedure, yes. Joe. It's specifically done for migraine, not. Oh, is it not? I think you can get it done well, for Well, I don't know, because yeah. you see, I have my ears pierced for years, but yeah. I still have all this. Do you know what I mean? You it still have the aperture? I I got my ears pierced years ago, and um, it never yeah. helped my migraine. But I did it out of just, I wanted my ears pierced, end of story, you know. No, that's very interesting, I must say. Okay, well, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll tweet a photograph uh, during the next yeah. break. It's at Joe Liveline. 
are at yeah. RTE Live Line, and the black arrow will show you exactly. Will show okay. our listeners where exactly where where that is now. Obviously, and I know there's people who have migraine. or sorry, suffer, suffer oh, yeah. from migraine. Are forever going to their doctors, or medics, and and beyond, mm-hmm. consultants and neurologists looking for help. So keep doing that. Um, but as I say, th- th- that procedure you're talking about, Bear, is um, is available uh, in a walk-in scenario, but but there's no guarantee it'll work. There's no there's, guarantee. There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee, Joe, that it'll work. Um, yeah. But it has certainly worked for us, and I would recommend it. I, I, my doctor, who would know me coming in and out for the migraines, and she yeah. had arranged um, the consultancy that I had done, and, and the overstay. I stayed in hospital for three nights, wow. having all these procedures yeah, yeah. to get it checked out and okay. pay for it. And, see, um, the, the other thing I've learned over the last few days is that... Um, some people come up with solutions, tablets, um, get a get a really strong cup of coffee into you quickly. By the way, and and then most people go through the horror, unfortunately. But it seems different things seem to work for different people. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's the the datum and and uh, the the daigh earring. Um, okay, uh, where's where's Sean Cregan? Stay with us, Bear. Stay with us, Pat. John hey. Sean okay. Cregan. No, Creedon. Creedon, okay, my fault. C-R-E-E-D-O-N. Okay, Creedon, as in our, our John Creedon. Well, we have, we have something in common, just a technique. Okay. <laughs> um, Joe, um, my story is very simple. One night, watching television, mm-hmm. everything went blank. Electrical storm, um, zigzag lines, um, mouth, lips, tongue, hands, numb. Um, I have now for the last, well, I don't want to give my age, but just say, so I'm gone from the old age, the <laughs> usual age, right? Okay. Um, so I have tinnitus 24-7. Oh, you promise. Um, I um, have a shocking balance situation. Yeah. You When you're walking, my gait is you know, you would say, like, be drunk. Um, yeah. It is one of the most debilitating conditions you could ever have. Yeah. I'm in a migraine group. They call the migraine warriors. There are 42 of us in it. And we might be speaking to some of them later on. But I have had um, ex- uh, brain scans. It's frustrating, really. And the medical people, I'd say, are just as perplexed as we are as to yeah. what causes this. But I have got... Two TIAs okay. in my my cerebellum, which is just there at the back of your head in your brain. And TIAs and, don't, um, don't they call them mini strokes at times? Well, they're mini strokes. Yeah, like waking yeah. up in the middle of the night and say, "Geez, I I know who I am, but where am I?" And you yeah. know the the, the what to call it alongside the lamp, and you say, "I know what that is, but what exactly is it?" Downstairs, spinning the boat. <laughs> half an hour and it's like the flow of the tide, the ebb and flow and then it goes away in your back but the next day you're like someone who has done two or three rounds with Mike Tyson it takes about two weeks to get back to yourself you're absolutely shattered but I don't know that lady whose son plays for Ireland I don't get any warning it's, I'll be talking to you now, Joe, and bang. Zigzag line. Um, we had a Labrador, Millie, beautiful dog, outside the window. I could only see half her. Half, half her body. And you go into a room, and if someone flagged paper, you would go mental. Yeah. And, and Sean, you're usual that you're a man and and talking anyway in the last few days getting a migraine. But you say you you go there's a group. What do you call it? The migraine warriors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what, what's what, what's the makeup there, male female? Uh, it's <laughs> good question. Though there are only female. Okay. But obviously, this is, must be my female, so I'm just acting up. So but, you, um, but if there's three male, that means, did you say there was 15 in it? So it's. it's no, no, there are 42 in it, and there are only three males. Oh, wow. So 42, yeah. so that's about. Well, it's about 5, 6%. Yeah, 
Yeah, and um, most of those suffer from a migraine called vestibular, which okay. uh, has a whole combination of things like vertigo and and they're on a, a load of drugs. Fortunately for me, I'm not on anything. I am now for the, the TIAs, which I have, which is aspirin, which, you know... Um, and what, by the way, what, what do the migraine warriors do when you meet? Well, we don't meet because some of them are, are, have to stay okay. in bed for two or three days with this okay. condition. Okay. They can't get out of bed. And how do you, how do you keep in touch then? Oh, we, we have a migraine, ask, migraine great, warriors app. Yeah, and we, we, we release uh, to one another through the, through the app, yeah. And but, but, yeah, okay. Well, what type of stuff would you communicate? Would you say I'm having a migraine, or well, they do. Yes, yeah. some people are um, explaining their symptoms, how they're feeling, and other people then just come in offering supports and remedies and so on and so forth. Okay, but it's it's it's, it's useful. Oh, excellent, yeah, Joe. Yeah, it's brilliant. This, this this situation, Joe, from the top of my head. Going to my feet, yeah, affected really, you know, and there are no answers. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be. It doesn't seem to be. And do you, in your WhatsApp group with the four, forty-two of you, whatever, do people say, "Oh, I heard this and I read this and I listened"? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, we've okay. every, we we we've everything researched really, and um, it, some people have got relief, but then after a while, yeah, you know, they might have back, to go yeah. on to and you've had that since you were 16 and you get that aura, those lights in the eyes and the numbness. Yeah, and the lucky thing about me, I, there's nothing lucky about it, but I do not get, I do not vomit. Okay. I, I don't get an upset stomach, but okay. I am just gone. I have been taken off golf courses, I've been taken out of work, um, the, ambulances, blah, 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 you can't see. And do, do for example, Sean, as you say, you're a good age now, do employers understand? No. No, no, no. No, and not even the medical profession. I, I think they're as frustrated as the people who are coming to them because, um, you know, Joe, if you kick your leg now off the chair, yeah. I know exactly how you feel, right? Yeah, so, okay. But if I'm trying to explain these absolute... Like, sometimes people think, Joe that you're a psychiatric case, you know? Yeah. Um, and some of the people in the group, it's the ultimate insult, like to be referred to a psychiatrist when, when you're, oh, when you're um, you know, these, giving these, out these symptoms to your um, medical yeah. profession. Uh, yeah. Just, just, what is this debilitating? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, we have to say a big... Thank you to yourself, like, for highlighting this because um, I think it's just under the radar for ages, you know? Yeah. Um, well, well, it was a listener. She was the first listener who contacted us. And then when she yeah. came on, the, the, the phones lit up. The phones lit up and has. And, okay. Sean, Guramila Mahoga, that's Sean Creedon uh, from Cork. Back after this break, please stay with us. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Patricia Freeman. Patricia, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? How, well, Listen, how are you? Um, well, everybody's talking about finding a diagnosis. I was nearly 40 years with migraines before wow. I was actually diagnosed. And uh, my tri- it's finding your trigger. That's the whole okay. thing. Okay. But that's the most difficult thing. Now, my... My trigger are the equinoxes. My, my trigger is the weather. Okay. And people laugh when I tell them that because they don't understand it. But I have no food triggers. Stress doesn't trigger mm-hmm. it. Anxiety, nothing. And I find that um, it's when the, the weather... Pr- it must be to do with the pressure, when the pressure changes. Okay. And, and often that happens around the equinoxes. And Jennifer, or sorry, Patricia, how did you find out that it was the weather well, after four um, decades? I had, 
I had a very good, I have a very good friend who is a physio and she is a brilliant acupuncturist. Okay. And after going to her for a few years, she finally figured out it's to do with the blood flow around, around your body. And, um, and mm-hmm. acupuncture can change that. But, I mean, this is very broadly speaking. Yeah, I just okay, find of course, yeah. Yeah, it's it's strongest for me around the December equinox, around the twenty first. So so what I started to do, or she advised me, I would go to her for preventative treatment. Okay, yeah. And I've spent the last sort of twenty years going to her for preventative treatment around the equinoxes. Now it doesn't prevent them, but it mm-hmm. really reduces it really reduces them. I no longer get the blinding headache. I get a lot of the other symptoms, but each symptom may only last about 40 minutes, and I can, I can live with that. Um, and if I can't live with it, I go to bed. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm not on medication, because all the medication does is, is, is dull the pain, and with my migraines, I don't have pain. I have the vision mm. goes, the, the speech goes, the numbness sets in in different parts of your body um, but I have nothing else now or the rest of it has gone and the pain has gone and once you don't have the pain that puts your migraines in a totally mm. different class. But I thought there was only two equinoxes a year. When well whatever. <laughs> okay, uh, sorry, sorry. My geography is appalling. No, 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 but, no, okay. um, no, 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 I don't mean to put it that way. What I mean is um, you mentioned December. Well, you mentioned December twenty fourth, which is yeah, the twenty uh, first, which is, is mid is mid winter, mid winter, yeah, mid winter, and also the June. Okay, and then the equinoxes also apparently June. are March and September. Yeah, but the I would have yeah. Okay. So I would have gone to her for preventative treatment okay. around that time, and I noticed as well if we have extra strong storms or or the weather changes. It's the weather changing, does it, for me. But the weird thing is, during the recent storms we've had, I have had no migraines at all. And I don't... Maybe it's just as I'm getting older that um, they're, they're, they're phasing out. Okay. And It's weird, isn't it? And what type of migraine do you get, Patricia? It's horrific, obviously. Um, well, the first symptom would be my hearing, with my hearing, and it would feel like your your voice becomes like an echo. It's as if you're not speaking, somebody else is speaking to okay. you. And then um, <clears throat> my vision would go, so if I was looking at you, I may only see half your face mm. or half your body. Okay. Um, and and then you get... The, the rainbow colours or your vision is just totally mm. blocked out in one eye or the other. You never go completely and, blind. And then the and pain. And then, then um, the pain. your speech would go. And the so pain. So my, my greatest fear, Joe, would be having, not knowing if I was having a stroke as certainly as I get older because oh, the migraine yeah. symptoms are like a stroke. So I'm so used to my migraine symptoms, you think, how do you differentiate? Yeah. Wow. So people with migraines live in fear that because we always look okay so how can you tell somebody you're having a migraine or you need to go home or you know what you need to go and lie down because you look completely normal and that's why i asked the question earlier um do employers understand no they don't so much of the time you're you're fighting through it until maybe the headache um the headache hits yeah Okay, Patricia, no okay, okay, and uh, as you say, the, the change in the weather. Um, uh, so it's, look, yeah. it's, Joe, it's a, that's a very unusual thing, yeah, but it okay. just might help somebody else. Yeah, absolutely, Patricia. Uh, thank you so much. That's Patricia Freeman. Jennifer Giblin. Jennifer, good afternoon. Hi, Joe, how are you? Good. But back to this, uh, the piercing. Did, did Pronounce it, someone pronounce it for me, D-A-I-G-H-T, date. date. Yeah. Yeah. Here. I, I don't know. I just went into the, the piercing. Okay. A really nice chap in Stillorgan and said, you know, I want the piercing for migraine. And I sent your, your researcher in the, yeah, the photo here, there. Yeah. You can see where it is. So that's my ear. And uh, so I, I got it. I was 
I was delighted, but it actually didn't work for me. So now I wouldn't put ah, anyone off getting it because okay. it's only 30 odd euro, but it didn't work. Okay, well, that's but <laughs> but the thing is, it is available normally to anybody, oh, yeah. and and people get oh, yeah, it, yeah. people get it for cosmetic reasons. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's not the worst, and it's actually the lady was worried about the, the child in school. It's actually quite, as you look at the photo, it's quite deep in your ear. People wouldn't notice it unless you. Turn I know it is, a, but, it, but it is visible. It's not in your. It's not hidden. No, no, but okay. it, it, well, I suppose my hair covers it as well. But uh, yeah, it's hard that's, not that's to see you're looking yeah, for. It. Yeah, yeah. But it, God, God mm-hmm. forbid, it's not in your inner ear. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, but it, didn't, I say it didn't work, but I've heard oh, okay. people have talked. That's why to I that did now. it, because I know two people who, who did work for And did anything work for you, Jennifer? Uh, no, I find uh, I, when we, I used to get the heavy medication from the, the doctors that was quite expensive at the time and you yeah, have to yeah. take it as soon as you feel the headache. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, they made me feel really weird. I would sometimes get some for two or three days nonstop. But I found actually when I went to the States, they have what paracetamol, as we would call it, with aspirin and caffeine. And then when I, I found that quite helpful, but now in Ireland you can get Excedrin for migraine and that I find quite helpful as well. It's not as heavy duty as What did you stuff. call it, Jennifer? Sorry? Quickly. What was the name? Um, this Excedrin for migraine. Excedrin. It's in the okay. pharmacy. Okay. Yeah, for okay. migraine. Very okay. good. And, and the, okay. the, the, the stories, I presume, resonate with you, Jennifer, of the pain and the distress yeah. and the... Yeah, and the worry, and the worry that, that Patricia Freeman just spoke about there, the worry of it, of, of uh, you might be getting an attack. OK, Jen, Jennifer Giblin, good evening, Mark. Joe at rt.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Fiona, I think it was Sean earlier on who mentioned vestibular migraines. Um, what, what does that mean, Fiona? Um, so vestibular migraines, the vestibular system is basically your balance system and it's connected with your inner ear. And what happened for me was I got shingles in uh, November, December 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, the shingles were in my mouth and my left ear. Okay. And what happened was the shingles attacked the vestibular nerve in my left ear. And um, that caused severe vertigo and dizziness. And that then developed from that were the vestibular migraines. So for me, I wouldn't be triggered by hormones or food or anything like that. The way it's been explained to me is the headaches are, are brought on because my vest, vestibular system isn't working the best, particularly the ear part. So I'm relying on uh, my visual system for balance and everything else. And sometimes that can be overloaded and okay. that's what we'll call the vestibular migraines. But when I got um, the damage to the vestibular nerve in, in my ear initially, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't stand. I couldn't walk. Yeah. I just was vomiting. I had really bad vertigo and uh, not so much of the headaches. It was more that I, I, I just was shattered. I couldn't do anything. So I had to go to vestibular physio and they basically retrained my brain how to stand again without wobbling or falling over um, and how to walk again because I I couldn't walk by myself. I had to hold on to stuff or hold on to my husband or my kids or whatever that was. So that that took a while and that helped but the more I was able to do the more I got the migraines. So, um, yeah, so it's been, you know, I I don't get the And you say they, they can last up to three to five days, Fiona. Yeah, yeah, initially they could, they could. Now, I had a bit of a weight getting into the system because obviously with Mm. all these poor people who have been suffering for years, um, I had to wait a year for uh, to get into the migraine clinic. Then that was cancelled. I had to wait another Mm. year to get an appointment and then they cancelled me again and I literally got on the phone and cried down the phone and said, you have to understand, I have no quality of life here. I can't drive. I can't go for long walks. And like the sunshine could affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the worst things that will affect me is sitting in the car in the passenger seat. It's raining and somebody puts the okay. wipers on. Instant headache. Apparently you can be so waiting between six months and three years on a public list. 
Yep, absolutely. Wow. Now, when I was clean, when I finally got into the system, they were they were great. They they went through yeah, everything yeah, with yeah. me, and they basically advised four treatments. So I have to try different tablets three months at a time. Okay. Now, unfortunately, they said they'd give me an appointment in six months, but that has now been pushed out to a year. Okay. And stay, will stay, I get stay, that in yeah, a year? Okay, stay with us, Fiona, because I want to bring in Brenda Rice Lynch, and then I want to bring in Dr. Martin. Uh, Rutledge, one of the experts. Brenda, you, you're the person who uh, has diverted us to Dr. Rutledge. Tell us your story. Uh, okay. Hi, Joe. How are Hi, you? Um, so I don't get any pain with my migraines. So I went undiagnosed for about four years. Um, I wasn't able to work. I wasn't able to go anywhere. I basically lay on the couch and that was it. Um, what changed was I went to this woman, Sheila Bart. She's a physio down in um, Cork, in East okay. Cork Physio. And she diagnosed me with vestibular migraine. Okay. And she, as, as the lady you were talking to there, she um, got me into vestibular rehab. Yeah. But I needed something more. And um, she put me in contact with this lady, Claire, who told me about Dr. Martin Rutledge. And um, when I say this man changed my life, mm-hmm. I first got to him in 2019 and within um, a few months of starting um, with him and and being put on medication I improved so much that we thought we'd be able to try to have um, a baby because before this it would have been impossible sure I couldn't go anywhere I couldn't do anything Um, and he is one in a million he is so empathetic and understanding and um, he changed the quality of my life the ease of my symptoms, like your mental health declines so badly, you feel mm-hmm. so alone. Yeah. And this man comes in and he offers you hope. Okay. Um, okay. Well, let's talk to this. Without bar- him, I, I would not have my 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 son, my son okay. Thomas, who's going to turn three. So I'm extremely grateful to him. He's okay. a wonderful man. And let's uh, and you, as I say, you alerted us, uh, Dr. Martin Rutledge, uh, consultant neurologist, Blackrock. Uh, clinic, Hermitage Clinic and Bowmount Hospital in Dublin. Martin, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are, How are you? you? That's, uh, I know, just, I know. Actually, I, know. I, mo- I moved okay. by what that lady just said. It's just, uh, it's, it's so great. We now have actual treatments that we mm. can help these patients. And if you go back 10 years, we didn't have treatments that could help most of these patients. Okay. And uh, it's, it's a very, in the most extreme cases, it's a very disabling neurological condition. Yeah. It's a brain condition. It's not sinister, so it's not like having multiple sclerosis or brain okay. cancer. But some of these patients are disabled all day, every day. And it's, yeah. it's so heartening to hear um, 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 that they, I'm sorry, I'm in London, so okay. I didn't hear the last couple of yeah, days. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's just, it's great. I'm delighted for her. And now nine, I can say either eight or nine out of every ten calls we've had are from women. So there happen a number of men, as I say. Is that is that the general ratio, Martin? Yeah, if, if you have the right type of genetic brain and you're a female, and, you know, the lifetime prevalence of migraine is 42% in females. So nearly half of every female in wow. Ireland will develop migraine. It's a, the lifetime prevalence for, for the population is about 20%. So 80% of all the patients who walk through my door are female because you have the right type of brain and then you have hormones between the age of teens and 50s mm-hmm. that aggravate that brain. And then the changes in the last decade, the improvements. Yeah, listen, we, we've, we've, we've new treatments that are molecular treatments for migraine. So about 35 years ago in the 1980s, they found a molecule that floats around in your body that if you inject it into people, it causes migraines. Okay. Now we have, in the last five years, an injection that we give to patients once a month that blocks that molecule. And it's, it's the first time we've had a proper designed migraine treatment. We spent decades treating these patients with mm-hmm. um, beta blockers for your heart or antidepressants or anti-epilepsy medication. And the efficacy of the injection. So if you look at there's a study done in Canada of the first 14,500 patients on these injections. And after one year, 71% of the patients were still on that injection. Okay. So So if you look at the old drugs, the number is 20% after one year is still on the treatment. So we know that the newer treatments are effective and have much less side effects. 
Um, and, and but do I have to? I'm conscious here of of uh, what Jennifer said. The weight on the public list. Do I have to be diagnosed first? I, I, the answer is obvious. Uh, do I have to, to me? I think, but maybe I'm wrong. Do I have to be diagnosed first before I can get those injections prescribed, Martin? Yeah, well, the, the big problem is the injections. I think they're probably six or seven thousand euro a year. So the HSE have put in an access protocol. So only people who are allowed to prescribe them, that's the, the headache specialists and the neurologists and the headache okay. centres can prescribe them. And that's, that's the huge bottleneck. For example, if we yeah. have a million people with migraine in Ireland, 80,000 of them will have what we call chronic migraine. Okay. So 8% of the whole population of migraineurs. And those are the ones who benefit most. At the moment, there are only 1,400 or 1,500 people in Ireland on these new injections. Wow because of the restricted access of you you have to balance i presume this what the hse is doing cost versus access to the most disabled patients and we've been advocating to make it easier to get these treatments yeah. uh, but again i as, as one of the the pharmacologists said in the hse it's not going to be floating around in the ether we need to try and target these treatments to the patients who need the most so half of women, sorry, 42% of women can, will, will have migraine episodes over the course of their lives. Um, yeah. And there's 80,000, that's, that's over a million people, 80,000, well over a million, 80,000 of those will, will have chronic migraine. Yes, which means they have headache and migraine symptoms at least 15 days every month for three months. Oh my so God. we tend to see the most disabled patients yeah. who've been coming on to your show who will come in and say, I have not had a crystal clear or normal day for three years. I've had daily symptoms for three years without any let-up. Now, the severity varies from day to day and hour to hour, but these patients are hugely disabled and they lose their jobs. It affects yeah, their quality hard, of life. Yeah. It affects their relationships. They can't look after their kids. It's, it can be devastating and very disabling. Luckily, not sinister, but, but pretty disabling. But of those 80,000 who have chronic migraine, my word, not yours, uh, just, uh, I, I don't want to suggest I'm being medically correct in the term, but of chronic migraine, as you just described, of those 80,000 in Ireland, 78,600 of them have not got that injection. No, and we've had the injection in Ireland and in Europe since 2000, the end of 2018. And the HSE took it up in 2021. So now we, we have maybe... Of those 1,400 patients in Ireland, we have maybe 700 of them. So I spend weekends just doing applications for these newer treatments. Okay. And then as we heard when I made the stupid suggestion to Sean, how he has, they have a group in Cork called the Migraine Warriors, 42 of them, uh, three men, the rest are female. And I, met, I said, when do you meet? And he said, like, we have migraine. You can't meet. We can't predict. You can't. Do you not realise? These are my my interpretation of Sean's uh, good good manners, and he was well, very very well mannered. But but it's a stupid question. How can how can my migraine people with migraine can't march on the doll? Can they? Well, it's very un- the problem is if you've got chronic migraine, it means by definition you have the symptoms on more days a month than not, and it depends on like you can't measure this. So this is in say in the clinics. The disability on what the patient is suffering with is in the eyes of the holder. Yeah. In other words, we, we can't tell you how disabled you are. Okay. We can't measure it. You don't see it in MRIs. So if a patient tells you, I can't go to work because of my migraine, I now have to be medically retired. Well, then we would say, well, we can try and support that in as much as we can. And for, for marching, I presume... If you get a group of a thousand chronic migraineurs, six hundred of them yeah, may not yeah. turn up. Of course, of course. Okay, okay. Doctor Martin Rutledge is with the Blackrock Health Hermitage Clinic, consultant neurologist and Bowmount uh, Hospital as well. Thank you for your time and safe travelling back uh, to Ireland and all our other callers. Timmy O'Sullivan's on sound. Shane Galvin, BCO producer. Uh, Siobhan Hogan, uh, Annette Egan is a series producer. And Ray Darcy next. 0818-715-815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.